0: This is a Legacy of Laughs, comedy from the golden age of radio, brought to you by RelicRadio.com.
1: Make no mistake, of all leading cigarettes, one and only one is recognized by eminent nose and throat specialists, as definitely less irritating that one cigarette is Philip Morris. Johnny presents the Milton Burl show. Oh, oh, Here comes Johnny, ladies and gentlemen, to remind you. If every smoker knew what Philip Morris smokers know... They'd all change to Philip Morris. Yes, they'd all... For Philip Morris! From Radio City in New York, here is the Milton Berle Show... With Perk Telson, Jack Albertson, Mary Ship, Billy Sands, Johnny Gibson, Charlie Irving... Our singing star, Dick Parney, the music of Ray Block and his orchestra, and yours truly, Frank Gallo. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the season when doctors warn us to safeguard our health. In dedicating our program to strength and good health, we bring you a comedian who is known for his strong jokes. That's right. And like a rare old cheese, they're getting stronger and stronger.
2: <laughs> and
1: here he is, Milton Burr.
3: Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Gallup, my jokes are like rare old cheese. Well, maybe it's because one of my writers comes from Roqueford, Illinois.
2: <laughs> Mr. Gallup,
3: I don't need radio that badly that I have to take insults. I can always go to Hollywood. There's plenty of room there now. Everybody from Hollywood is in Washington.
2: <laughs>
3: the red investigations got me worried. Just this afternoon, they caught me in the automat eating a sandwich with Russian dressing. <laughs> But I digress, uh, where were we, Mr. Gallup?
1: I had just commented on the pungent aroma of your jokes.
3: Mr. Gallup, please. Uh, no, you have gone too far, sir. Any comedian who would go on with a show after an introduction like that is nothing but a spineless jellyfish, a snivelling weasel, a man so desperate to hang on to his job that he has lost all pride and dignity. Well, let's get on with the show.
2: <laughs>
3: Shall we? Very well, weasel. Weasel, Mister Gallup. I'd make you eat that word if it wasn't meatless Tuesday. (laughs) If it wasn't meatless Tuesday.
2: (laughs) This looks like eggless Thursday, though. Really, Mister Gallup.
3: Why are we talking about insignificant trifle like jokes when New York just came through a terrible crisis? Panic swept the city. It was the worst scare New York has had in its history. What happened? What happened? Last Saturday they canceled the races at the Jamaica Track. It was terrible. People didn't know what to do with their money. It was piling up on the street, blocking traffic.
2: <laughs> In Central Park,
3: bums were spreading it
1: out and sleeping on it.
2: It
3: was terrible.
1: Why were the races canceled? Why? There yes. was a strike. The grooms walked out. The grooms yes. walked out? Yes. What a blow for Princess Elizabeth.
2: <laughs> no,
3: Mr. Gallup, you don't understand. These, these grooms tend horses. Imagine the grooms walked out and left the horses standing at the halter. <laughs> At the halter. Oh, Pearl, how can one man be so funny and still have to worry about his option? (laughs) But let us get on. You want to say something, Mr. Gallup?
1: Yes. What a blow for Princess Elizabeth.
3: Mr. Gallup, you, you said that.
1: It's the only joke I have tonight. I'm making the most of it.
3: Yes, and you have rather been very quiet tonight.
1: A better word is non-existent.
3: Well, that's the way programs work out, Mr. Gallup. One week, I have all the jokes and you say nothing.
1: And the next week, I say nothing and you have all the jokes.
3: <laughs>
1: but this week was different. Yes, you told all the jokes and you still said nothing. <laughs> Oh my word, that was a cocky good rejoinder. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I it, it? yeah that,
1: that was jazzy,
3: wasn't it? <laughs> all right, Mr. Gallup, let us get on with our subject. Will you do that? Ladies
1: and gentlemen... Just give me the funny lines. I'll get the yacht. All
3: right, Mr. Gallup, please. You'll get your chance.
1: Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we salute you. How can I get a word in with that big mouth of yours flapping all the time? Mr.
3: Gallup, please. We have a program to do. Ladies and gentlemen...
1: Ladies and gentlemen... Talk, 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 talk all night long.
3: All right. Ladies and gentlemen... Calm down, will you please? Ladies and gentlemen, here we are. You're next. Here we are, ladies and (laughs) gentlemen. Ladies and
1: gentlemen... Yattity, 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 (laughs)
2: yattity... I've never seen you
1: like this.
3: You're so animated tonight. Your eyelids are up. (laughs) Now, look, Mr. Gallup, if you have something to say, say it.
1: Very well. All right. What a blow for Princess Elizabeth.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Are you through, Mr. Gallup? Yes. Sounded like it. And now, <laughs> let, let us go on with our tribute to Good Health. Good Health. Good Health. If I were to ask any one of you listeners which you would choose, The health, the fame, or the wealth of the world, I know what you'd say. The health. The health, you say. (laughs) So do I. So let us, let us salute the man who preserves our health, the American doctor. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we are very privileged to have as our guest tonight one of America's best known doctors. You hear him on his own radio program each day. Here he is, in person, young Dr. Malone. (laughs) Gosh, the real Dr. Malone on my program Actually, Dr. Malone, we're all well on this program The only thing that needs doctoring is the script, you know, jokes here (laughs) Uh,
1: Dr. Malone, whatever brings you on this alleged comedy program?
3: Well, Mr. Gallup, every comedy program, kids, doctors I'm here to present the doctor side of the story And some of the patients that he has to contend with Patients? Yes For example, uh, there's the hypochondriac He gives the doctor no clues Doesn't know what's wrong with him uh, like my patient, Milton Burr. This is what he sounds like.
2: Ah,
3: <laughs> oh, Mr. Burr. What is it today? D- D- Dr. Malone. I have a terrible pain in my. <laughs> Every time I lift my.
2: <laughs>
3: Mostly at night.
2: <laughs> tell me, Dr.
3: Malone. Tell me. Will I pull through? Uh, Mr. Burr. If you'll only tell me where it pains you I don't know, Doctor I wake up in the morning and... I get it right in the middle of... Tell me, Doctor Will you have to operate? Will you have to take it out? Mr. Burrow? I can't help you unless I know where it hurts you Here, let me feel your knee
2: Ow! 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 My knee! My knee! Oh, the
3: pain is in your knee No
4: No
3: no, 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 my knee feels fine It's when I raise my head, my neck Yeah, yeah, yeah My neck Oh, your neck well, yeah. Here, I'll just lay my finger on it There oh, 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 my neck It's broken, my neck Oh, so the pain is in your neck No No, my neck feels fine But my back Yeah My back Wait, Mr. Burrell You've been coming to my office every day for 15 years. Well, there's a reason. There's a reason, Doctor. There's a reason. I'm I'm a sick man, Doctor. Mr. Burl, I'm afraid I'll have to tell you the truth. Tell me, tell me. Mr. Burl, you haven't very long to live. Uh, How long have I got? About one minute. One minute. Doctor, put down that gun. Next. (laughs) And then, Mr. Gallup. There's the patient who knows too much about medicine. He reads all the medical magazines, bulletins, books. He sounds something like this. Oh, Mr. Burr, what can I do for you today? Uh, Dr. Malone, I woke up this morning with a slight traumatic inflammation between my pituitary and my panchromatic gland. (laughs) Well, uh, all you have to do is... I already...
2: (laughs) I
3: injected 30 cc's of hyperclade sulfophasol using the Schlager-Kadappl jessel system.
2: Of course. Of course, of
3: course yes. Of course. But uh, Mr. Burrow, that will only It did, doctor, it did. It brought on a large nuclear swelling of the left epiglottic canal which I immediately diagnosed as Schmalman's disease. You know, Mr. Burrow, only the other day I had the same swelling you did. You better let me look at it. <laughs> mm. What is it, Mr. Burrow? Don't worry, Dr. Malone. I'll have you on your feet in no time. That will be all, Doctor. How much will that be, Mr. Burrow? Two dollars. Here. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Thank you. Young Dr. Malone. Drop in again. You know, Mr. Gallup, the thought of good, robust health takes us back to our young, romantic days. When you so carefully watched over the health of that one and only girl as you sang, button up
2: your overcoat so when the wind is free. Ha ha! Take
3: good care of yourself. You belong to me. That's what you do. Ah, <laughs> uh, golden memories of Cynthia. Cynthia, how you used to look after me. Remember, you used to keep telling me to button up my overcoat, and I had to. I had nothing on underneath. (laughs) Eat an apple every day. Yes, Cynthia. You used to have an apple in your mouth all day long while you were lying on that platter in Lindy's window. (laughs) While you were lying on that platter in Lindy's window. (laughs) We lay that egg on that platter in Lindy's window. What a constitution. What a constitution you had, Cynthia. You could eat anything. You had a cast-iron stomach. I didn't believe it until that day I saw them scrubbing it with Brillo. (laughs) Delicate, fragile Cynthia. Six feet four, 270 pounds. You were a model. You used to pose on that pedestal in that studio and all around you were men making Mack trucks. (laughs) My mother's voice is getting younger down
2: here.
3: What a picture of health you are, Cynthia. Your beautiful hair... Remember how you used to touch it up? You used to touch it up with a little paste so it would stay on your head. Put your teeth. You had a beautiful set of tooth. teeth. They should have been perfect. You shopped around long enough for them. You shopped around long enough. Oh, I'll be back at the Roxy next week, I think. But I'll never forget... I'll never forget the time that you got sick and I made a mistake and I made you drink that bottle of horse medicine. No, Cynthia, it didn't make you well, but ever since then, you could run the mile in 136 flat. (laughs) So until the Kentucky Derby, when I'll put $2 on your nose, take a good care of yourself. You belong
2: to me.
0: Chicago, New Orleans, Minneapolis, San Francisco, Philadelphia. From all over the country, there's news, big news. Listen. From
1: section after section, eminent nose and throat specialists report that the cigarette they suggest in cases of irritation due to smoking is Philip Morris.
0: Yes, these top-ranking nose and throat specialists actually suggest Philip Morris because they know Philip Morris is the one, the only leading cigarette prove definitely less irritating.
1: Remember, the cigarette that gives you the least irritation is the cigarette that gives you the most enjoyment. After all, it's pleasure. Deep, rich pleasure that counts in smoking. And the full measure of smoking pleasure is yours to enjoy day in, day out in Philip Morris. That's why we say, if every smoker knew what Philip Morris smokers know, they'd all change to Philip Morris, America's finest
2: cigarette. (laughs)
3: Rise and Shine, played by Ray Block and the Philip Orchestra. And ladies and gentlemen, I would like to announce that Ray Block has made many wonderful recordings for signature records. But after December 31st, (whistles) Goodbye Sam. (laughs) Yes, Petrillo is taking away all the records, but he's giving them the
2: needles. (laughs) You get the
3: point? And now... That wasn't in the... But now as we continue our salute to health, we present...
1: Health Forum Tonight health forum tonight. The question, if you have too many red corpuscles, will Washington investigate you?
3: Thank you, Mr. Gallup. And now let's have some questions from the floor. Let's start with the short gentleman here, chinning himself on the man in front of him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, sir? Uh, Mr. Merrill, I am happy to say that men with your physical condition fill me with confidence in the future. Well, thank you. You're a health expert? No, I'm an undertaker. <laughs> Thank you. I'm afraid I don't dig you. Well, let us go on. All right, this young man here with his hands in the beaver muff. A young man. uh, What is your name, please?
4: My name is Mahatma
5: Gandhi. Mahatma again? Yeah. Don't confuse me with the one from India. Oh, I won't, I won't. He wears the bed sheet. I know. I wear a hostess
3: gown. Good. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir? Uh, Mr. Merle, I am happy to say that men with your physical condition fill me with confidence in the future. Well, thank you. You're a health expert? No, I'm an undertaker. Thank you. I'm afraid I don't dig you. Well, let us go on. All right, this young man here with his hands in the beaver muff. A young man... Uh... Good, good, good.
4: Everybody in my neighborhood thinks I have a goat in my apartment.
3: And do you have a goat in your apartment? No, it's just me. <laughs> All right, Mahatma, you have a question concerning health?
5: No, if I had a question about health, I wouldn't come to you. Well, we're trying... If it's about health, I'd go to a doctor, not I, you. I know, but... You we're... can't make people well. You can only make them sick. No, but body I... What, are you some kind of faker or something? No, I only... Before I'd let you touch me, I'd let Dr. Pepper operate on no, me. No, but I'm Before not... Before I would let you give me medicine, I would take poison. Look, I don't...
3: Kill me.
6: Go ahead, kill me. You just want my body. Look, young... Ah, shut up, you butcher! <laughs>
3: Let's have, it, let's have it quiet here. No noise, only laughs.
4: <laughs>
3: let's hear from the fairer this young lady in the aisle cooling the jellied calf's foot. Your, your name, madam?
4: Palula Feeney. I'm a
3: homemaker. I see.
4: <laughs>
3: Quite a lot of homemakers in our audience today. You have a question that has to do with health?
4: Yeah. How can I stop my husband from always exercising? He's sure getting to be a muscle bound jerk. Your husband
3: exercises? He's
4: even taken boxing lessons to lose a few pounds The first lesson, he lost four Four pounds? Four teeth
3: His front teeth?
4: Yeah, his mouth looks like the entrance to a subway (laughs) Don't get From all that boxing, you should see them cauliflower ears
3: His ears are bad?
4: Every time he goes into a vegetarian restaurant, he gets bit
3: (laughs) Oh, no wonder
4: Just from breathing exercises (laughs) Just from breathing exercises, he already got two big muscles it's amazing What's
3: amazing about having two big muscles?
4: In his nose Oh, 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 that's different What a nut Every day he puts on shorts and runs around Central Park Every night I gotta go out looking for Your him Your husband gets lost in the park? Yeah, the squirrels keep hiding him Oh, I get it, I get it Every Sunday morning he goes skating He belongs to the Upper White Plains Businessmen's Roller Skating and Pinochle Club
3: Skating is good, that should put muscles on him
4: He's always flopping Where he's getting muscles, they don't do him no good Your husband falls down a lot? Yeah, but the way he's built when he falls, he ain't got far to go. Thank you very much, Mrs. Green. Thank you. Thank you.
3: And now, and now as a fitting climax to our forum tonight, we have with us tonight none other than that world-famous disciple of rugged strength and muscular power, four times winner of the Mr. America, Mr. America Perfect Body Competition, Fenton Hercules Featherfield. Ladies and gentlemen,
5: Mr. Featherfield. Thank you, Mr. Burrell. Thank you. I welcome this golden opportunity to thank the many muscle lovers who have sent in for my pictures showing my muscles all over the United States and certain sections of Canada. Well tell us, Mr. Featherfield. Excuse me, Mr. Burrell, you mind if I sit down? I'm pooped. (laughs) You're you're tired? On the way here, I picked a pair of dice off the sidewalk. But, Mr. Featherfield, dice aren't heavy. These were loaded. (laughs) I think I strained myself. Oh, you did? Well, Mr. Featherfield,
3: Featherfield, I remember those glorious pictures of you as Mr. America, bulging muscles, rugged strength. What happened? You're a wreck.
5: Mr. Burrell, it's the evil of drink. Shame on you. Shh.
3: Shame on you, Mr. Featherfield, ruining that wonderful body of yours by being
5: drunk. Oh, I was only drunk once in my life. Only once?
3: And it made you a wreck? Yeah.
5: While I was drunk, I got married. (laughs) You mean your home life is unhappy? Mr. Burl, my home is like a little nest. And my wife is like a mother hen.
3: She is, eh?
5: Yeah. She's been sitting on me for 15 years. (laughs) Before you go,
3: Mr. Featherfield, can you give the young men of the country some advice on good health? I'd be glad. Do that, will you?
5: Young men, if you wish to remain healthy, if you wish to keep strong, happy, and vibrant, just keep doing this simple exercise. Holding the head up, you shake it vigorously from left to right and right to left. And when should they do this? Whenever they hear the words, do you take this woman to be your wife?
6: Thank you very much, Mr. Saints. And now here's Dick Farney to sing Naughty Angeline. Too many rings on your fingers. Naughty Angeline. You, you laugh at romance that lingers. Naughty Angeline. You, you take her heart. Then you break it just for fun. Someday you'll break one too many. Yours may be the one. Everyone kisses a flower filled with sweet perfume. Nobody kisses a flower when it's lost its bloom. So come to my arms, mischief making baby settle down and just be mine Cause deep in your heart you're a good little girl, naughty in July. Come to my arms Mischief-making babies Settle down and just be mine Cause deep in your heart You're a good little girl Naughty And you lie How about that? Wonderful,
2: Dick.
6: Wonderful, Dick,
2: funny,
3: wonderful. Ah, I ought to be young and healthy like that. Uh, Oh, Mr. Gallup.
1: I know, Burl. We're discussing health, so I'm sure you have a boring experience to unload on us.
3: Mr. Gallup, I would resent that if it wasn't for the fact that I have an experience to relate, and it is boring. (laughs) You see, we haven't discussed home remedies yet, so listen to what happened to me. Mr. Gallup. about a year ago, the theatrical organization that I belong to, the Friars Club, elected me their president. Well, the night that I was to take office, I was having dinner at home with my wife, and I was trying to remember my speech... (laughs) Hello, members Brothers of Buskin Pals of Audible Days Friends of the... Oh, no, that's too long I'll have to cut it down
5: Just say
6: bum No, dear <laughs>
3: These men who have elected me They've elected me their president
6: Then say moron
3: It's very funny <laughs> It's very funny <laughs> Gee, it's late I'd better run I don't want to miss the opening ceremony Bert Lara is singing Joshua fit the battle of Jericho that I must hear. I'm going. Where's my hat?
5: Over in the corner.
3: I'll get it. Oh, brother, just once I'd like to see our dog have puppies and something else. <laughs> get out, get out, out, out. Goodbye, dear.
5: Goodbye, Milton.
3: I'll be home late, so don't...
5: Oh, was that me? Milton, you see you had the hiccups from eating too fast. I'll get you some water. No, no,
3: dear. I, I'm in a hurry. Oh, no. Oh, no. I know that corny knock. That's Sam Harrison. If he sees me with hiccups, I'm through. He thinks he's one of the male brothers, the one in the middle. All right, come in.
2: howdy do doo Hi, Milty. Dear, dear,
3: Sam Harrison and his wife Martha are here. Hello, Sam. Hello, Martha. I heard they made you president of the Friars Club, so I said to Martha, let's go over and congratulate Milty right away before he's impeached. <laughs> Isn't that what I said, Martha. Yes
6: <laughs>
2: Well,
3: thanks, but I'm in a hurry to get
2: Oh, no Hiccups,
3: let me at her Now, wait a minute, sir I'll handle this, Milton First, we'll try holding your breath Hold my breath, I can't We'll sir. help you Grab his tie, Martha Let go, let go Now, pull it tight
2: <laughs> Tighter <laughs>
3: Now let's all count up to a hundred.
2: One. Two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Say, Martha.
3: Yes. Isn't Milton's face getting purple? Yes. Let go of his tie, Martha.
5: Milton, Milton, say something.
2: Oh, We'll try again. Sam,
3: please place the boy. Why, are waiting. Milton? We've got to give you a big shock, a good scare. Martha, did you bring along that picture of your sister? Yes. Oh, not that. No, not the one in the bathing suit. Now, just leave it to me, Milton. Two weeks ago, Martha had hiccups, and I cured them just like that. Didn't I, Martha?
6: <laughs> yes.
3: No, Sam, Sam. But where, where are you dragging me? To the bathroom. What, what you need is a shark, Milton. Now, here we are. Now, put your head under the shower. No, 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 Sam, no. Okay, Martha, will you turn the handle that says hot?
6: Yes.
3: Sam, <laughs> Sam, please. Ow, ow, ow! Too hot. Ooh, ooh. Stop, stop. Okay, Martha. Oh, yeah. oh, my face, it's boiled. And now the cold water, Martha. No, no, no.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Turn it off. Turn it off. That's all. <laughs>
6: there you are, Missy. yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And then, and then, mm. hey, it worked!
3: It worked! No more heat cups. <laughs> Just leave it to good old Sam every time.
2: <laughs>
3: you know, I would have kicked off a hundred times if I hadn't cured myself. Isn't that right, Martha?
6: Yes
4: I'm a half hour
6: late Give me my hat Milton, dry your hair I
3: haven't time, darling So long, folks Thanks for Thanks for uh,
6: uh, Cold Oh,
3: you caught cold
6: Cold
3: Let me at it Cold Look, Sam I'm okay (laughs) You see? I'm fine Now I'll just run uh, I'll just run uh, Adieu Adieu Uh, Aha! Sam, let go of my neck Bring everything out of the icebox Feed a cold and starve a fever Sam, let me go Dry some Pork chops, potatoes, suck it fast. I just ate. Hot roast, Sam. Rice pudding, sauerkraut. Sam. Here's
6: some liverwurst,
3: Sam. Don't bother slicing it. Open your mouth, Milton. Oh, Sam. Now the potato salad. Sam. Pickled herring. Sam. Lamb chop. Sam.
5: Look, your face is green.
3: Indigestion.
2: Well, let me add it. Sam. 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 Sam.
5: may come in and see your husband, Mrs. Burrow. Oh, doctor, is he going to... No, we've pulled him through. We pumped him out as best we could. We may have to operate later for the pork chop bones. Where is he? He's in this oxygen tent here. Speak through this
1: hole in the top.
6: Thank you. Milton? Milton?
3: Hello, dear.
6: (laughs) Oh, it's you. Yes. Are you comfortable in there, Milton?
3: I'm comfortable in here. Are you comfortable, Sam? I'm comfortable. Are you, Martha? Yes.
2: Thank
0: you. I'll be back in just a moment. In the meantime, remember this. You're twice as sure of twice the pleasure when you smoke Philip Morris. And here's why.
1: First, you enjoy the pleasure of smoking the world's finest premium tobaccos. Mellow and mild and superbly blended. And second, you enjoy the extra pleasure of smoking the one, the only leading cigarette recognized by eminent nose and throat specialists as definitely less irritating.
0: Yes, you're twice as sure of twice the pleasure when you smoke Philip Morris. So next time you call for cigarettes, call for Philip Morris, made in America by Americans to please American taste.
3: Thank you very much. Well, that about winds up the merrymaking for tonight. Well, Mr. Gallup, isn't there something you'd like to say?
1: Yes. What a blow for Princess Elizabeth. (laughs) Thank
3: you. Good night, ladies and
2: gentlemen. Good night. This
4: is Johnny again, returning now to the thousands of store windows and counters all over America. Look for me. I'll be waiting for you. Come in and...
1: Yes, if every smoker knew what Philip Morris smokers know, they'd all change to Philip Morris, America's finest cigarette. And now, goodbye, Johnny. See you next Tuesday, same time, same station, when Philip Morris will again present the Milton Berle Show. Until then...
0: Hello, testing. One, two, three, four, five. That's it, five. Pipe smokers try Revelation
1: Pipe Tobacco, a smooth blend of five tobaccos. Yes, relax, take five, take Revelation, a fine pipe tobacco. The Milton Berle Show is written by Nat Hyken and Aaron Rubin. This is Frank Gallup saying goodnight for Philip Murray.
0: This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.